0: Officially of back, uh, beginning of the up ep- this latest episode. Um, we are officially woo girls, I guess. This is the um, woo
1: woo episode.
0: The woo woo episode. Uh, this is another episode of Think Shape Create uh, with your host, myself Bryce, you know the the guy, and then my my better host
1: Paul Rios, the Paulie hey, hey, hey. Rios.
0: And uh, sip. Yeah, we can't both take a sip at the same time. And then it's just like dead air. We gotta alternate sips. That's
1: a, that's a good point. I yeah. hadn't thought about the technical uh, drinking requirements <laughs> yeah. of a of a podcast before.
0: <laughs> well, now now you know. And um, we're still gonna fuck it up, and it's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is a new week. Um, new beginnings. I don't know. Uh, same old shit, different mm-hmm. day.
1: Transforming.
0: Trans foreman but uh i mean why do people say same shit different day because technically it's not the exact same shit
1: right close enough but is it i mean shit can roll in different directions this is true sometimes it's lumpy sometimes it's (laughs) you know maybe not so lumpy i don't know it's it's uh uh, so this is now the
0: woo poo episode this is the woo poo episode okay um (laughs) are we gonna do a jingle to that one day i i think so yeah that'll be
1: adding that to my uh musical uh list uh, to-do list uh but yeah no i mean um
0: i guess we'll kick it off with uh what have we done this week and i think um you know uh you did a jingle so everybody that's listened to all the episodes up to this one uh, this is the first episode we're gonna talk about how we actually have an intro. That's um, true.
1: We haven't had a chance to talk about the thing that's now playing at the beginning of each episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll start off with you, Polly. Uh, what have you done this week?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I created a, a little bit of a a tune, a beat. I don't know what you want to call it. it's it's a musical idea that was a tasty little w- ditty formed well enough that we were both kind of like, that works and we'll use it (laughs) um but yeah so i uh i've been messing around with the garage band trying to figure out a way to kind of piece together like actual songs like you know more like you know rock songs or whatever if however you want to call it but then i also kind of try to shift the brain and create these more like hip-hop style beats and so our uh often mentioned uh friend jake corbin who will be on this episode one day we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna get him in this on the show uh who is a drummer and somebody that i've played music with now for coming on a couple years now just kind of goofing around casually uh we've got a lot of ideas and we started to kind of shoot ideas back and forth over the pandemic and uh you know recorded some drums he'll just record it on his phone he'll send it over to me and then i'll try to you know spin it off and make it into something and uh you know make a little loop or you know just play along on guitar and see what i come up with and yeah so this this theme song that that we're using is a creation a product of that collaboration and collaboration, it's collaboration eh? and yeah and i mean that's kind of a key thing that's one of our our themes that's the word of the day collaboration <laughs> <Wah>! <laughs> 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 uh but yeah so that's a yeah that's a, it's it's been fun trying to learn how to do that i mean just from a technical side of things you know i w- i work with his drums i play guitar i play bass uh, and I have an extensive record collection that I've always felt like I can dig you and find some samples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got all sorts of weird stuff. That's kind of my MO when I go into a record store. You know, I'm looking for, you know, stuff that I know and like, that sometimes something yeah. just catches your eye and it's Give like. Give Polly your weird yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what it's all about. So, trying my best to, to channel my inner Mad Lib, I guess, if, if you will.
0: I mean, that's a good channel to channel. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah no I um I mean Jake is our number one listener uh, our only listener. Um, 100%. Also I mean we've both been collaborating I mean that's how we met. That's true. Through Jake. Yeah. Like we have told that or- yeah. origin story the yeah, origin story we? of yeah, Jake. Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll give the origin okay. story of Jake. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. when that's we'll for make him have episode. to come out. And, We're going to keep uh, you waiting record. for that one. <laughs> yeah it's, it's I know everybody's like on just, the edge of their yeah, seat chomping at the bit yeah. needing this story. Uh but yeah um the stuff you guys have been sending has been great um i even attempted some really shitty vocals on some things uh i'm not a singer uh but i mean in the celebration of just like why the fuck not like let's create and do some fun stuff that's you know
1: it's the name of the game name of the game just Try new things. So it's it's nice for the the music side of things though to actually have it applied to something in a way that isn't just, you know, recording it and then sharing it with like you and Jake. So I I, I will say that if people are out there and listening to that and you know, you think it's cool as well, that's that's awesome. So oh hell
0: yeah, <laughs> well, that's why we put it out there. Um, it, it, I mean, we could have easily just pulled some canned shit and throwing it at the front but i feel like that's not in the spirit of what we're trying to do anyway, no so. no
1: that would have been contrary to everything that we talk about almost.
0: yeah and i i mean we've talked about you know uh, this that music was fitting the mood at this time and maybe as the, it up? yeah as the show evolves and we do different things uh i mean keep your creativity going and we'll put it out there as the uh intro and outro music
1: well, and I appreciate you because you kind of threw down the gauntlet and said, well, you're going to write this theme song. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I got it. Right. Like, again, I, I kind of twist your arm. At no, time, yeah, so. it's it's a good thing. You know, you got to push each other to 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 do that creative thing. So
0: hell, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's sometimes hard for, you know, you as yourself to actually do things at times. Right. Like so it's always nice to have somebody there that. um encourages challenges. I mean, pushes you to actually do uh, yeah. It's. I mean, I think it feels good. I mean, for me, it does. I mean, obviously, certain people operate in different ways, but I think everyone could use and likes a little bit of a nudge. Like, yeah, I, some encouragement.
1: And I think at some point it kind of takes a momentum of its own. Like, yeah. you know, you start to do something often enough and it becomes habit yep. and it's not so much you know, needing that nudge anymore because it's just become the thing that you do. And yeah,
0: it's just getting that little pebble rolling. Yeah. Just kick it down, yeah. and all of a sudden it gets bigger and bigger. And uh, you know, I—that's our gato. Our gato just jumped on the table. Um, if you heard, wanted uh, to make yeah. a guest appearance. Yeah, well, you know, she's, she's she likes the attention. Yeah, she does. Zuzu von Kitcher, everyone. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I. And I think this is, you know, again, if we're uh, I feel like we're going to have different theme songs that happen. Maybe maybe it's, you know, every few episodes we'll change it up. I don't know what it'll look like, but I feel like it's a challenge for me. Whatever you're feeling. Yeah, that's that nudge. And so I'll make another one and then, you know, it'll start to take on its momentum and I'll just keep making beat after beat, which is really kind of what I've been wanting to do is make more music stuff. So it's nice to have a purpose with it, I guess, is really. Yeah you know really the message there
0: <laughs> oh for sure I, I think purpose is yeah it's a helping it's a driving force yeah. it's uh not the end all
1: no but sometimes it's nice to be able to just do something for the sake of doing it
0: yeah uh 100 like that's i'm not gonna say that kurt vonnegut quote that i butchered in the first episode <laughs> but like you you get the picture yeah. everyone out there in radio land um yeah, I can't wait to see what else you throw my way and we'll just continue
1: to do that. Cooking it up. Yeah. So on your side of things, what's uh what's what's motivating you? What's 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 brewing in the in the the McAfee mind? Um
0: I have been talking about actually doing those Lino prints and I bought the stuff and I've Actually made a couple now. Um, did my first one a uh, couple days ago with a design I had, and I made kind of specifically with the idea of doing a little print, not too intricate, but kind of fun. Um, did and I honestly, well, I guess my mind went from when I was thinking of things my daughter was watching uh, Totoro or she was watching a uh, studio Ghibli was like in my mind. And I saw like the spirit and I was like, I always enjoyed those spirits and everything in those, uh, not just that anime, but you know, in other ones and they're cool. But I was like, you know, I don't necessarily want to, I want to do something a little more closer to me. I'm not Japanese. I love anime. I love that. But I wanted to, do something that felt a little more, you know, me. Uh, sure. Uh, so i I just started perusing like uh, Gaelic spirits and folklore. Okay. And I came across a cat, cat spirit,
1: catchy. And, yeah, cat she. Uh, and I was <laughs> wondering, like, I, I don't know if I ever asked you about where that idea came. Yeah, this so is this cat. is where it is. This yeah. is the
0: origin and. It was, I wanted to do something of that realm, you know, a little simple, but have some fun, uh, some uniqueness to it, not just a cat, but like, so did the, I guess uh, the the cat, you know, in many cultures is kind of that walker between worlds of life and death. And what I was reading on that side was, you know, the, the cat, she is a black cat with like a white spot on its belly type thing. And, uh, seen actually stealing souls at times that are wandering in between, uh, you know, the heaven and hell type. And yeah, in limbo. Um, so you gotta watch out for cats, as we all know. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's they're not just laying on tables and in tight boxes and pushing shit off of ledges all the time. They're also they're fucking stealing souls. your souls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We it's, will it's yeah. natural. So uh yeah, that's where that came about and that was fun. Um it was actually uh, therapeutic. I don't yeah. know, it's like taking a design and then carving it out uh which takes some time and mm. it it was great I, I mean i even screwed up i i cut out a portion that i didn't want to cut out and instead of getting pissed off at myself and being like oh, "fuck them, blah, 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 which i probably would have done in the past you know if i messed up i would have just said nope i suck terrible done <laughs> um but i just rolled with the punches and then it was one of the eyes, and so I was like, you know what? I can create a little eye stamp, and I can do this. I mean, it's a stamp, essentially, right? So I can, maybe then I can have the eyes be in different colors than the body at times, and just have fun and play
1: with it. Nice. So I've never worked in, in this medium, and uh, so your process, your process is essentially to your... You, <laughs> you're taking a picture and you're then transferring it to the, to the, I don't even know what the right word for it is. is it just, the it's lino, just lino. Lino, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the slab or whatever you yep. call it. And, and then carving out the negative space essentially. Right. Yeah. So um,
0: I basically take the way I've done it is I'll do the graphic on illustrator and on the, s- the size that I want and you'll have to remember to impose it yeah so mm-hmm. you because if you because d- when you do a stamp <laughs> I mean unless yeah, you want it backwards unless it you want it backwards um, and and then I actually have graphite paper so then I'll cut out a piece of the graphite paper like and tape my image over the top of the graphite paper on top of the lino and then I have just a little tool that I'll run and trace over all the lines that I'm looking to do and that tra- that puts that image now on the Lino so then I can cut where I want to cut. So yeah after that I can uh, carve it out and essentially using kind of like wood carving tools but for Leno uh, and it uh, it's it's ha- very hands-on. You know, you're creating something, and then after you cut it out and carve it, and then you're rolling on ink, and then just on paper. Yeah. And you know, I've seen people you, with actual presses because you want to get a good press. I don't have a press. I mean, I'm just figuring it out. So the press a is heavy just heavy
1: book, and you drop it on the paper.
0: <laughs> That's the press is just my hand
1: pushing yeah. down.
0: Um, that works too. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm still trying to figure out like ratio of how much ink I'm actually supposed to be using. All all these sorts of things. there's a million things I still need to learn, uh, techniques and other things. But it, you know the only way you're gonna learn is to keep doing. And yeah. you know I did that one, and then I just did another one actually earlier today, uh, based on uh, a group out of Sacramento, a creative group, Yellow Brick Group that I really enjoy. Uh, they do a lot of awesome things, events and everything. They've put out a couple typefaces, and today they dropped another typeface uh called Black Supper. It's kind of like gothic medieval vibe, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, you know what I've been me i like, okay an idea popped into my head of like a a night and then doing supper time with their their typeface their font and I did it so I was just like, all right, sweet, this is fun um." So it's just going at it like just trying and you know they they i'm sure if somebody would look at it i mean they they might suck but in the end i also they're freaking they're fun to do like
1: i i i would just say as a bystander and you know supporter in general like they they look great like i think they they have a very i mean there's just something about ink on paper that No matter how beautiful digital artwork is, to me, it's just, there's, it's, it, it just looks so nice. And it does, so, you it know, really th- those those little, you know, splotches of ink that kind of maybe weren't intentional but end up there, I, I feel like is also just like, I don't know, there's something about that the kind imperfection. Of, there's know, beauty in the imperfection. Ex- exactly. And so, you know, I, I thought you did a great job with the font too. You had actually sent me a, a couple of them, the kind of sketch or the, what you were planning on doing and i was you know i i was looking at it and i was kind of saying like both of these work so i just kind of want to see where it goes with <laughs> yeah. it and i think you made the right choice like this yeah. the, the layout of the text looks really good i mean the cutouts are clean like i i don't i don't know how difficult it is for the the text piece of it but i like how you're using text on those because it even it gives it almost like a like i don't know yeah illuminated what are they called illuminated uh manuscripts you know that monks used to do back yep. in the day and particularly because of that font oh, yeah. which is very you know like you said old english style type font um yeah it has a it has a really cool kind of like almost older than it is look to it and uh yeah I was like damn i kind of want that like can can, can i get a can i get a quick uh copy of that of course (laughs) but uh what i also like too that you i think it was on the first one too you got a little kind of monogram that you've been putting on there uh is that a piece that you just carved out on the side and you put it in afterwards or is it on the actual
0: uh so that was on the actual first piece okay um and then i just so i actually used both my pieces today And I just put ink on that little corner of the first piece I did. Got it. Got it. And stamped that below. Yeah. I thought about carving it out again in the corner of this one. I was like, I don't need to carve it out again. I've already got it. (laughs) If I'm going to carve it out again, I'm going to do it as a solo uh, piece, which I will eventually do. Like, have that. So that's just like a my stamp thing that yeah. goes on everything. Um, and that will be a solo piece eventually. Yeah.
1: No, I, I like, I like it. Cause it just looks like, you know, something that some old, you know, Japanese <laughs> yeah, well, master would have on. The little well, thing. that's what I was maybe, looking. Maybe here's a thought. Try another color. So like do the black yep. and then the like glow red. I was. I wanted to. I, th- I only have black ink yeah. right now, yeah. <laughs> but I. <laughs> yeah, diversify. I know. Diversify your ink portfolio. <laughs> I do.
0: I. Uh, I mean, I'm working with the. Uh, I've already started looking at like, okay, the tool I'm using is a very cheap, basic tool. It it gets the job done right now, but I'm already looking at, all right, what are the good tools? Because I actually really enjoy this and want to keep doing it. Yeah. Um. So I might as well spend a little money and uh, be able to up what I can do. I kn- Cause you also have to keep those things sharp. You have to, you know, yeah. All sorts of things. I still got to figure out the best method of cleaning everything. Um, that's another thing is I'm so used to digital where I don't have to clean up shit. <laughs> uh, now it's like, Oh shit. Okay. Every time I want to do something, I also have to take into consideration cleanup time afterwards. Yeah.
1: Um, well yeah and the problem too is like if you don't clean up then you're stuck because it's you know you might actually screw up your equipment Yeah, you might ruin it yeah (laughs) yeah so that is that is an important part of the the analog art world is the cleanup time
0: yeah also i mean i'm i'm using a little space like it would be nice to have bigger space and do stuff Mm -hmm. i mean i'll eventually build out my little area yeah workshop and get that going yeah no it's i think that's what has me jazzed right now that's that's kind of the inspiration um just trying to dive into other techniques and more hands-on stuff that might be able to help me and uh provide you know better services to my clients potential clients uh not necessarily doing a lino print for them but learning techniques and different things that can maybe translate into the digital world as well
1: well to me you know the important part of being able to do the analog piece of it is so that you can kind of bring some of that into the digital so you know there's you know all these people who have like you know brushes that they've made or you know textures that they use in their artwork a lot of the time or at least back in the day it used to be that you would make it and then you would scan it and then you'd bring it in and that would be something that you digitize and you put into your into your kind of toolbox of digital tools so you know to me that and you there's no replicating that in in a digital format i mean there's it's it's improved a lot you know but a lot of it is still based on some you know original well yeah some original physical thing that was created and then brought in and you know tuned up to be whatever it needed to be in in procreate or illustrator or you know photoshop um but that's kind of how i i when i first started doing digital artwork was like if i wanted to have like that gritty texture to it i would do it on a piece of paper and then scan Scan it it and then you know manipulate it in whatever way I need it in Photoshop, you know, work with the levels and, you know, blow it out, get rid of all the grayscale, so that you just have a solid black and white yeah. image and, and work from there. But, um, probably don't need to do that these days. Cause it's just like, already there's, there. tons it's of textures, already there. there's tons of textures. There's tons of crap. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, but there is, oh, it's still, and you can create your own textures. You can, I mean, but if you want something yeah. unique, that's yeah,
1: not like anything else that's out there. That's, that's how you do it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I kind of want to do a, a lino cut logo. Like, I want to cut it out and then I will uh, scan that and then that will be a digitized of the lino scan. Yeah, yeah. Because it does, because even though I create the image digitally first in Illustrator, I print it out, it's not necessarily the exact same and you don't get like, the little cuts, if I dinged here, dinged there, um, so it looks more raw and real on the actual uh, lino and the print, as opposed to the actual original digital art I did. Yeah. I, I like raw. I like kind of more real. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the vibe I like. But
1: yeah, for me, like having tried to make that transition into doing digital artwork, that was always the hard part for me. Is like you, you are tempted to make everything look perfect because you can like you can do that perfection in a way that you maybe can't like for me like i have a very certain style that i draw in and like i have kind of a shaky line when i you know it's because it's a style that i like and you know so that's reflected in in anything that i do in a physical medium but then when i go and do it in you know, pokerate, I I can make a perfect line, and to me, it's kind of weird, and it's kind of <laughs> the temptation's there, and sometimes I will, and sometimes I won't, just depending on yeah. what am I trying to do, and and what do I think you know the end product is. So I think it even applies to like the music stuff that I do too, because it's like I can go into GarageBand or whatever program I'm using, and I can make a perfect beat, you yeah. know, beat that's right on, you yeah. know, every beat, <laughs> but that's kind of not like what I like. I like that kind of you know gritty yeah. hip-hop beat that that's a little bit off kilter like a jay dilla beat or it's like you know it's it's not even like on beat really but it, it's just got like a, a swing to it and it's got its own beat and it's, it's so it's in time to yeah, it's itself own cadence but maybe if you're not like in that cadence you don't really you know you're you're it, it's got its own beat so i i like that kind of thing because it's just like you can't you can't do that with a digital thing because it wants to perfectly put it on you know (laughs) the 64th of a second or whatever it is but if you work with somebody's live drumming and like in this case you know working with jake and and i've got his drums in there and it's just like that's that's the sound that i want i want that you know humanity in there you know (laughs) yeah the human aspect yeah the human aspects the, the big part of what i like about artists when i find an artist that i really like it's because there's something of their humanity that they're injecting in there
0: yeah I mean I think that's I mean you can actually see see the artist in artwork that I mean too too straight of line I mean there's something to be said for all of it right and there's you know straight lines with purpose for the sake of you know making a statement with that but I mean I myself too if I'm doing something that is more just me and for fun i can guarantee there's not a fucking straight line like in any way shape or form to
1: me it's more honest because i and i think you know uh, i also just (laughs) suck so i've been drawing since forever and i i I still can't do a straight line like i mean to be honest like i only finally learned how to do a straight line i forget where i learned it but it was it was like i don't know not too long ago but it's like look to the spot that you you want that line to go to. So, like, your normal inclination when you're drawing a line is you follow the pencil, right? You're yeah. following it, and, like, if you're trying to make a perfectly straight line, you will never make a straight line. <laughs> yeah, at least I just, can't. You're just watching but your But if hand. I say, like, okay, so I want it to be on this edge of the paper, then I look at that edge, and I just go, like that. Yeah. And it kind of is like a, it's like a weird, like, trick. And I, I had never heard that before, and I forget where I heard it. I, somewhere, but I was like, oh. So that's how you draw straight line. <laughs> it only <laughs> took me like 25 <laughs> years to figure that out. <laughs> Who wants a straight line anyway? Yeah, but I mean to what you were kind of saying though. It's like what it, what's the mood that you're trying to evoke? Because yep. and sometimes you you do want to have perfect, crisp, sh- you know, shapes or, you know, something that is on target because that's the style that you're going for or that's what Mostly the client like. wants or Like, I think from a music standpoint, like if if I'm trying to make a techno song, I don't think (laughs) I would do it in the same way that if I was trying to do a hip hop beat. So it's just, you know, uh, what's what's the intention? And I feel like the more that you think about the intention, it's like, yeah, that can be a little bit of a hindrance because you're like, you know, maybe forcing a little bit because that's not your natural thing to do. But if you have a good reason to, to, you know, make something intentional in that way, because it's. You know, you're trying to meet an expectation of some type. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: But I think intention is good in anything you do. now, if your intention is to just free flow, then you can go with it. I think you need to kind of... The intention aspect is you just... You have an idea and I'm going to go do it. How you get from point A to point B is you know a million different ways but i think an intention intentionality um is a driving force of actually doing um because if you don't have that an intention you could get lost and not actually finish something so i've had to i've had to i don't know change my mindset um you know the best laid intentions, or what, like, or best laid plan, whatever that saying yeah, is, yeah. like. But
1: the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a little bit of a different. No, but <laughs> point. But, yeah. a,
0: but meaning, I guess, intention. Like, I'm setting a goal. Let's say goal instead of intention. I guess a, a goal. Um, and I think sometimes people we all do I do it myself is you know we we sit there and act there's something we want to do and we think it's unattainable because we set a goal high or it's too big of a bubble like I like to have little little bubbles that build up to the bigger bubble so setting smaller goals which then get me to that bigger goal um I've had to learn that Um, and you know, this podcast is one of those things. These little art things are all leading to whatever, a bigger mindset of what I want to do. But, and I guess that is like, it is intention. Like my intentionality is to grow and do something and, uh, you know, and have collaborations and have other people like you and, uh, along the journey type thing
1: yeah i mean i I think there's a lot of different ways to to go with it because i feel like there's there's attention there's goals when i when i think i mean we're i was talking a little bit earlier about projects right yeah you have milestones so you have things that you're trying to hit so that you get to the end point but if you don't know how far along you are to the end point then it may seem endless yeah but i also think there's like uh, another piece of that which is vision so like if, if you don't have a vision then you're kind of listless and, and sometimes yeah, where are you that's, going? that's where motivation I feel like dies because it's like, yeah. you know, you, you just don't have w- where, where am I trying to go? Like, you know, and, and if that sometimes that's fine in life, sometimes that's fine. Like I like to travel. And when I travel, oh, for like, sure. I like to kind of fly by the seat of my pants and it's like, yeah, I want to go here, here and here, but I don't care how, what order I do it or how but I do it. You
0: still have an end yeah. intention an end goal an end milestone. Like, so I think you've still set you've still set something for yourself. Yeah, it's And I think the problem is sometimes people think if you set something you have to go straight to that point. Like mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. Like you, that's the journey is wherever the fuck it takes you until you get there, right? And mm-hmm. that could be a million different things. Um but yeah, I still think I, I guess I've always called it intention. Like intentionality is like a big thing uh, in my mindset of, you know, and I, like I said, I guess you can interchange it with goal. You can interchange it with milestone, any of these things. But I mean, you kind of hit on it. I was going to ask you, do you think you need these things in order to kind of move forward uh, to
1: accomplishing something? I think you do. At least for me as an artist, I, I do. Because like I... I have definitely in my day job kind of developed this mindset that if you if you don't plan, then you don't really ever get to the end point. And if you don't, you don't have to stick to that plan. Plans change. That's the whole point of a plan is that it's (laughs) what you knew at a given time and that you're going to be a year into your plan. Maybe it was five years, you know, whatever your plan is. And you're starting to realize, well, shoot, that's not where (laughs) this is going, but there's nothing wrong with that. Let's figure out how do we get back on track to wherever the destination was that you're trying to go to anyways. So like uh, to equate it again with travel, to me, it's like, you know, if you fly into a city and, you know, you got to fly back out of that city, but you want to go to all these other places, you know you know what you have to do you, you you have to get back to that place that you started in yeah. so you know at least have enough plan and have enough sense to know like how long it's going to take you to go do these other things and you could do them in whatever order you want you could do them in how, however however shape or form is best to you or how long you want to be in one spot or how long you want to be in another but like ultimately like you know you got to get back to the home base so that you fly home and be yeah be home. So so I I think that's just my mindset when I'm thinking about art. I do think about it as like so what's what's the end goal? What's if if even if it's not the the 100% detailed path, it's like I want something designed enough that I have a map and then I can decide where I'm going to go on that map, but I need to know at least enough of you know am i going north south east west (laughs) you know (laughs) and then i can i can figure out how do we get back to wherever i need to be
0: yeah Uh, and i mean so another you talked about you know your day job and um learning project management and everything and you kind of hinted on that if it it helps you out in the art realm and outside of your normal day job uh do you see, well, I guess, I mean, I've, I've found the same with my past lives of work, uh, property management, project management, uh, you know, uh, marketing director brewery stuff. Um, and all the things that I ended up not wanting to do in life, you know, my my journey of career has gone all over the place uh where i didn't expect that i made the conscious effort to just say no i'm done with this i want to actually go pursue happiness and things i want to do uh, but i still very much carry what i learned in those jobs and i think no. You know there's a lot of people out there that have a creative side feel like they can't do it um, their normal day job doesn't equate to anything that can be anything outside of that. So I'm just stuck here because that's all I can do. And I want to challenge other people because you're wrong. Yeah. Like I, as somebody that's lived it a little bit, um, but I was in the same mindset, you know, but I now know I was dead wrong and I want to challenge everyone out there, um, you know, you know all all the four of you listening to this, but, um. Just don't think that you're stuck in your hole. Like, if there's something you want to do, I bet what you're doing right now could, in some way, shape, or form, there's some skill that can lend and lead you into w- the realm you would like to be in. It, it, most definitely.
1: Yeah, I um, I agree with what you're saying. I feel like it's, it, you know. I think drawing is a good example where at some point in everybody's life, like unless you're unless you've done it all your life, like at some point you feel like it's not good enough. And so you stop drawing because like you're a child and you never think twice about drawing until somebody tells you, like, what's that? Like, you can't. What did you draw? Is that a is that a donkey? Oh, it's a cat. That's that's an ugly cat. Like, You know, I think every person has a moment like that in their lives where it's like, oh, I'm not good at this. And I I listened to a really great interview with an artist named uh, Linda Berry, cartoonist, one of the most amazing artists, I think, in the world. Uh, She's a teacher. She has drawn several graphic novels, has a comic that she did for many years Ernie Pook's comic, I think it's called, uh, that used to be run in like a bunch of like, when there used to be like, you know, weekly type, you know, yeah. papers and stuff like that. It was it's one of those types of things and and she she was talking about how you know, one of the fields of study that she's really working with is with kids and and kind of, you know, w- that mindset where, you know, you're a 4-year-old and you don't even think about it and kind of this this place where language and images are still kind of like the same thing, you know, and it's a very primitive yeah. kind of thought, right? Because you know, the way that our alphabet is created is from you know all sorts of symbols that once meant something else or you know reflected or re- yeah. represented something else and and you know it's it's just a very interesting interview but that was one of the things she was talking about is that there's there's a point in time where a lot of people just feel like i can't be creative because that's i'm not good at it and you know and whatever reason it was that somebody you know comes to feel that way it's never really true you know you, you yeah you have an opportunity to go back and be creative at any point in your life it's just are you gonna do it are you gonna you know are you gonna have a purpose are you gonna make a purpose for yourself to do that or are you gonna challenge yourself to do it even if it's not something that you want to do as a job you know it's just i feel like your soul is happier when you're creating things you know i totally agree
0: yeah it's yes i i mean maybe that's just how we're wired but i feel like the same. I feel like people want to be creating something. You know, whether that's you know art, it's food, it's uh, a chair, it's whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, people like to use their own hands to create something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I myself was, you know, I I was one of those kids that just at one point said, "No, I suck. I can't do this." Um, I don't know why to be honest. I don't think it was I think it was always more self-inflicted. I don't remember a time of somebody ever saying, "Oh, that sucks." Uh, <laughs> maybe somebody did, who knows. Um,
1: and it, it may not have been somebody else, maybe yeah, it's, it's yourself, yourself looking self, at just going you know, to the artwork and saying like, "Oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm not good no, at this." So definitely I'm not going to I'm not going to keep doing this cuz I'm not good at it, you know?
0: Yeah, because you I mean as as humans we always compare ourselves to other people and when you're a kid uh, that probably weighs heavier when you're trying to compare yourself to others um because you you haven't had the life experience or knowledge to comprehend that you know i mean i guess there's some people that never get that aspect that you know you're you and you're fucking rad just in the person that you are and you don't need to be like somebody else i still do it to this day where I'm doing something like fuck I wish I could do that and it's like (laughs) yeah but no what I'm doing is me that's my style um yes I can always be learning always be growing always be getting better as anybody can but just because I can't do exactly what somebody else can do doesn't mean mine sucks yeah and I, I maybe it's not easier for i mean it's maybe it's just hard for anybody to grasp that uh in certain realms because i i i say i get it but i still don't
1: at times oh yeah i mean everybody kind of has that moment of you know keeping keep up with the joneses even if it's not like the kind of you know the buying stuff type idea but like artistically yeah you're always comparing yourself against other people and and you know in in all sorts of ways in our lives we're always comparing ourselves against other people and it's and it's hard not to but it's it's you're better off obviously if you if you if you kind of just focus on what you can do and what you you know what you're providing but it, i it, i also think it's good motivation uh, yeah i think it yeah know? i was about to say i yeah. think
0: it's uh, you know the competitive nature is what drives us to be better right uh to grow mm-hmm. because if you if everyone just felt status quo and felt great w- why would you ever do anything other than what you're already doing like yeah. you you'd be just perfectly fine and content just like like uh, so yeah i mean there's the good and bad right and obviously some people let it weigh heavier than others. Um, and you know, I, to those people, I mean, you're great. You're grand, right? Like you're fucking rad just who you are. Um, I'm also saying that to myself, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and and to you, Polly. Um, I try to tell it to my kids too, right? Like, um, i am like my oldest six-year-old uh she every time she gets down on herself on certain things and it's art or whatever and i'm just like no kid your style's rad your style's you just be you you are <laughs> freaking awesome and i know i'm your dad and that's what i'm supposed to say but that's also like she is like uh, come fight me if you think
1: otherwise <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean that's such a such a it's just heartwarming man because it's like you know that's you know there's kids out there who probably have parents who yeah. don't encourage them in that way or you know and that you know just to know that parenting is is yeah it's it's one of those things where you're you're making a difference not just to yourself but to Another person who I mean it cascades right. Oh, for I, sure. I'm sure there's going to be ways that Lolo, you know, shares that same lesson that she's learning with from you with her friends or with her sister or you know, yeah, family no, I, in other ways. So that's that's awesome, man.
0: No, it's good, and I mean, the first time I've actually felt that, you know, what we're doing, my wife and I is. You know coming you know actually actually doing something with our kids as we had our our first parent teacher conference of first grade uh the other day and it was I sh- her teacher made us cry like <laughs> it was that good um and it was only that good because you know Lorelai has done that good she yeah. is a shining example of awesomeness that we we always felt anew and you know uh, her teacher just basically was like your kid and you guys are doing fantastic and it's always nice to hear and feel that and you know we just we told Lorelai you know that she was doing great and all this. We didn't want to sit there and tell her all the amazing things her teachers said. Um, not to give her, I don't think she'd get a big head, but I feel like <laughs> I she'd maybe go tell her friends, yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to brag, but just be like, Hey, and yeah, yeah, yeah. like you'd make other people maybe feel bad. But yeah. so it's like just stay telling humble. her, you gotta yeah, stay humble, you know? stay humble. <laughs> and that's, that's another like. And her teacher basically said, look, your kid, I mean she did this she's like I was teaching I've been teaching for 24 years and uh, your daughter is one of the best students I've ever had and she's like it what like school she's great she's doing great but just the it's just the other things you know she's great with kids um, and friends and she tries to help everybody and not in a bossing way but like trying to actually genuinely help people and that's the thing so it's just like I feel like <laughs> all right we've actually been. <laughs> If, uh, you know, we're we're parents. We're always yeah. fucking up, but apparently, <laughs> you know, we've done something all right. And
1: well, and, and just you know, being a bystander, like I feel like that gives me hope for humanity. Because like I, my worry was, you know, uh, over the last year with all not just children but all people being locked away, you know, and and kind of maybe losing some of those social graces that, oh, yeah. that we that we have embedded in our brains <laughs> yeah. you know and i think i see adults in today's world and it's kind of like my god what's happened but you know to know that like you know for the for the kids that they're you know able to adapt i mean i feel yeah, like is what, I what's happened in, in the last year they're far, far more resilient than we <laughs> give them credit yeah, for, and far more resilient than i think some adults are oh, so. <laughs> most definitely
0: i think they're way more resilient than yeah, adults yeah. period
1: yeah so it's 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 kind of cool that is really like just one of those there's still hope for humanity oh dude i <laughs> after last year zoom calls kindergarten i thought i was gonna fuck up my kid like royally <laughs> like
0: i'm not a teacher and you know i'm not trying to be an asshole trying to get her to do zoom call all these things and i was just like god damn it my kid's gonna hate me <laughs> apparently not and that's uh, great hey, <laughs> um, hey. Yeah, I am. But that's, I mean, to the point of just. I think people. People need to understand that, you know, you just the whole point of that conversation, I guess, went away, but just. Well, I know.
1: mean, I think it still goes back to that whole idea of like goals, because I think another way of thinking about goals are as values. Like, yeah, if, if oh, you, for sure. You know, in any organization, any you know, business or you know, any type of other organization like a family. You know, if you don't have values that are kind of like, even if they're not spoken, but you you know yeah. they're there. Like, that's the type of thing that splits people apart. Like I feel like you know relationships sure. that I feel like I, of people that I know who are, like, rock solid. I feel like are generally people who, you know. It's not that they have the same values, but there's a level of agreement about the values that that exist. And I know people who are like, you know, diametrically opposed when it comes to, you know, politics, but they have a good relationship because they share some other value that was more important that overrides, you know, that disagreement that they may have sometimes. So so I feel like when when you talk about vision and you talk about goals and you talk about milestones and trying to do all these things the bedrock of that is values and so when you have yeah. strong values it carries through all those other things because you know what's our goal well let's go back to our values yep what, uh, what are the values that we hold for important? sure <laughs> and
0: i think i mean th- we've talked about it a little bit but i think uh, for any company out there and stuff uh, you know whether it's a solo person or you know small group to a big organization you know the culture the culture comes down to the values of that company and what you stand for what your intentions are what your goals are what your milestones what is and being joint together and creating something bigger than better than yourself because we are in the end always going to succeed more and do better as a group as opposed to just a solo person you can only go so far as yourself and that doesn't And I think a lot of there's not a lot there's some people that see it as weakness like I I got to be the person to do this and it's like I do the same thing at times, but you know like I'm good at what I'm good at, you're good at what you're good at, and you know uh, somebody else is good at like how do you use everybody's strengths? Well, and how do you create a greater?
1: Yeah, how do you make each other better with yep. the strengths that you are bringing to Most the table? Definitely. I think that's an important part of of a strong organization. Is that when you have a, a diversity of strengths and a diversity of ideas, and you know, that can become a strength in and of itself because suddenly those people who are good people, people, yeah. <laughs> people persons, so I don't know, if, yeah. you know, they there you can do things that elevate that skill set for them. And you, if you have somebody who's you know, technically adept but not a great people person, sure encourage them to, to stretch and work maybe with that person who's got those people skills. Yeah. But let them shine. Let them do those technical things that are that are And important. I feel like
0: if you let them shine in the areas that they are really good at, chances are they will improve in the others because they feel backed
1: and encouraged and Well and more likely to to take on that challenge when, you know, hey, I've given you the, the, the liberty to go off and do what you think you're strong at, but I need you to step yeah. up on this other area. So Just say, hey, work on this. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I think a lot of... Uh, I've, I've been a part of a lot of companies that have failed at that miserably. Oh, it's, yeah, it's
1: leadership. It's uh, it's it's good leadership, and good leadership is hard to find sometimes, you know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can't, yeah they can't get out of their own fucking way. Um, but, it, yeah, I... I would like, I guess, I mean, part of the reason why TSC Workshop and this podcast for me is, like I very much, I like to help others as well achieve um, their goals, their dreams, yeah. you know. Um,
1: well, your core value yeah. that I feel like I hear you talk about the most is, you know, just you want to do cool shit with cool people, yeah. right? And it, And it sounds kind of like, you know what where where's the value there but it's like there there's that's like a very clearly defined what you where where you were just going with that i feel like is like you know there's you know there's there's an aspect of that doing cool shit with cool people but you're doing that cool shit with cool people to help them yeah meet their you know objective or whatever it is. yeah i mean let's
0: have fun together let's uh can i how can i help um it's I we did, you know, back when I was in a uh, Fortune 500 real estate company, uh, they spent a lot of money on uh, training, and you know, I mean, there's a million different trainings, and there's a million different, uh, you know, uh, words they give you that all kind of equate to the same thing, but different terms of what they name it, nom- name nomenclature, and all that shit, but oh, like. Yeah. Um, I did market force was the one I did and, you know, it, it basically put people in four different categories. Um, but it wasn't like you were, it was just your base, your natural instinct lended you into one of these areas. And, you know, I, I've never really bought into much of that stuff, but this one kind of resonated and the area I fell in very much fit who I am and how I am. And that doesn't mean you can't be parts of the others at all. And I think a lot of people don't like to be pigeonholed. And it was like, this isn't pigeonholing you. This is just telling you your natural instinct Mm -hmm. and you can grow and you can learn and you can be a different, but you're understanding who you are yeah uh and being able to help others through that but through that whole thing uh it was kind of saying all right who are you and you have to come up with a statement and my statement in the end was um i take a good idea and make it better Hmm. i'm not necessarily the idea man um uh i'm not Always like, I'm the guy that I'm listening to you, your idea, your dream, whatever. All right. And make it better. Not trying to sound the pretentious side of it, but like, how can I help you to make that idea better? Like, I'm listening to you and I can come up with whatever ways and let's go fucking do this type thing. I think that's a realm that I've always kind of lived in. And, um, and I think I've evolved that into, you know, at this point of just, I want to do cool shit with cool people. Yeah. Um, It's like that ethos of, you know, I mean, fuck, I've been driving you for years, probably annoying you for years of, because uh, like if I see someone's potential and I see somebody has a passion, I want to help you achieve that because I'm also trying to push myself. So If I feel like I can help somebody else achieve it, then it's achievable for me to go after mine, too. So it's like, you know, it's it's a two way street, because in the end, if I'm helping you, you're probably helping me as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's I, I, I do kind of agree with what you were saying earlier about all these, you know, Personality type tests, Myers Briggs, and Strength Finders, Market Force. I mean, I work in the organizational development field, so I feel (laughs) like this is the lifeblood of what. (laughs) You know, you basically become a consultant and you make up your own little, you know, system to to categorize people. And there is a seed of truth in that some of that stuff because you know when when you go through whatever process it is that you're going through to to identify what your strengths are, what you know what whatever you you know skills or or things that you feel like maybe even that you need to improve on i mean there yeah i feel like there's there's always those things where it's just like you know a commonality in amongst those different things where it's like and i've seen it because i've done a lot of those and it's always like i i've seen this piece always kind of get emphasized and you know and it's it's just kind of like okay well that's your inclination, but that should not be thought of as a constraint. It's, no, yeah. sh- if anything, you should look at it as like, how can you improve in all the other areas? Because I'm already strong here, so yes. how do I get better at Yeah, this you is know? your natural <laughs>
0: instinct. This is where you live. So what can I do to help myself thrive in other areas? And you're never going to necessarily be the best in those areas. No, other people it, are going to be, but yeah, I feel like you should always try and learn Push Uh, yourself. Yeah, push yourself.
1: Well, and I and like you said, push others too. Mm Because like when you see folks who, you know, you know can do more, like, and it's it goes both ways with us. Because I feel like I push you sometimes. Oh hell yeah, you do. And and you know, but you it's it's a good pushing. Like it's like you know, nothing gets done unless somebody (laughs) sometimes gives you that (laughs) nudge to go full circle with with our conversation here. Like uh, that nudge is is important because you know. It just kind of keeps keeps things moving along
0: oh i need it i need it all the time um whether i'm nudging myself or having (laughs) having somebody else nudge me like it's it's needed it's a driving force um yeah so we're coming we're coming out about an hour now so i mean i i feel like this is a good conversation i feel like this is a conversation that could uh go on for hours um and i'm sure we'll touch on more of this stuff throughout
1: it, these things always come up i yeah. think in our, our porch conversations oh yeah so i mean yeah they'll naturally come up uh, in later episodes one one topic that i think we need to make a point of addressing next time we jump on the mics are the comic book that yeah we have talked about initially in our first couple episodes, and we need to kind of circle Yeah, back we need on.
0: to get back around. Um, I mean, we can hit on it a little bit. Uh, have you done any more?
1: I've been doing zombie research. Yeah. So I've been drawing zombies. That's kind of my, my go-to sketch right now. When it, like a lot of times when I don't know what to draw, I like to have like a certain thing that I'll just, well, I'll just draw that. And yeah. I've already drawn it a million times, but I'll just draw it again. So it was plants for a while. I was doing some plant drawings, but now that we're doing the zombie thing, I've been just trying like different zombie drawings. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like there's different schools of zombie thought. So, and I feel like, you know, I need to know more about yeah, the story. I, I need to get to, you more
0: on the zombies. Cause to, the, it's, it's critical. Like yeah. if you're
1: going to write a zombie comic book, you got to yeah. have a very clear vision of what those I zombies have, are.
0: I have a clear vision of what those are. I need to get that to you. And that's something that we'll discuss. In that's something we can next discuss episode. next time. Yeah. So until next time, uh stay weird, stay cool. Find your vision. Find your vision. Uh and you know what? You're fucking good enough. Just do it.
1: You're smart enough. Yeah. God darn it, people like you too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Alright. Peace
0: out. Peace out.